think we are covering The Traitors USA season two. I'm Annabelle, I'm back baby, and with me is my favorite faithful, it's Chili Philly. Hello, hello, how are you Annabelle? Welcome back, um, not that you ever left, but... <laughs> I know. I felt like I was emotionally cheating on you, I have to say. Well, like, you know, I, I know Mel's an equivalent to you, so I don't feel like I'm cheating on you, but I don't know if Pooh and Miami are quite the equivalents for one another. <laughs> Different vibes, for sure, whereas Mel is just me with a Canadian accent. I, I, she literally did the hair today to match with you, um, the little horn ponytail pigtail look. Um, so yeah, no, Mel, Mel's great, um, but I'm glad I get to speak to the Australian, uh, Mel, Mel, Mel Best, um, today. We're here and we're nasally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay, we're three episodes in. In this first week, we've got a big drop. Moving forward, we're only going to have one episode each week, but... <laughs> I know, I know. Um, what's been kind of your overall sentiment so far? Um, so this is the first. Have in last year, were there any, how many seasons, like did any crossover in this way before? Or is this the first time we've had two layered, especially the UK and US seasons layered on top of each other? No, so we are actually, my season, Australia season two came out at, um, a week into the traitors new zealand yes. okay so we have had this we have had mega marathon <laughs> traitors sessions and it explains why my ass is looking so good phil because <laughs> it's been a workout oh it has been like seriously i because <laughs> the funny thing is they did the US drop all at once, just like the UK did, but the subsequent UK episodes drop one a day. And even, despite that being the case, I still decide that I need to need, watch all three in a row as if it's one mega episode, which they do format them as such, as like as they should, I guess. Uh, and I should know from Survivor, they basically do the exact same thing. Um, but yeah, no, very, very interesting to sort of see two... I think the big difference between... Australia and New Zealand running alongside each other is that effectively they are very different. They're just the same format and everything. This is same location, same challenges, just different cast. And so very different. And yet the same, same. twists. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's a totally different vibe, as you say, but it is kind of like we just have two completely opposite sets of people yep. playing exactly the same scenario mm -hmm. out and I, I've kind of been enjoying that I mean while it can be a little more tedious with the missions yes. seeing the way the traitors are approaching things differently seeing how the faithful are kind of attacking different um different qualities that they think make someone traitorous it's been fascinating. Yeah, yeah, because I think the thing, and, and me and Mel talk about it when we talk about the UK, is that the big difference between these two and the fun, fun of seeing them run alongside each other is that the UK, it's civilians, it's almost purely emotional, 
they're just they're not really running through strategic logic they're sort of just going off guts they're always constantly going off vibes they can't look past their good friends they can't look past all these little things and so on in contrast you have this season where it's experienced uh reality stars uh whether or not it's a strategic show or not they're experienced in front of the camera they know how to get that airtime, they know how to self-produce, they know how to do storyline, they know how to do all these things. And so it creates this interesting dynamic between the two shows where it's the same scenarios but very different. Um, And I'm not quite sure if I can see the same three lines outside of format, but hey, as because basically we've ended up at the same point in the same week, despite UK having six episodes and US only done three. We have. And, like, let's not give any spoilers for the UK for no. people who are listening and, and are still waiting to watch that. But um, it, it is, it's worth watching them side by side. Well, let's start out with our Traitors USA. Mm-hmm. Traitors. So we initially get Dan mm-hmm. of Big Brother fame and we get Phaedra who I wasn't familiar with before this film. I am obsessed with her. Yeah, same. There's only a few people, I think, in this this US cast that I'm gay for, but I am gay for Phaedra. I think my favourite thing about her is that she's just herself. (laughs) Is that And this very performative Mm. version of herself as well. She's always sort of talking in one-liners. She's so extra. I love it when we get, is it mission number three? And she's like, oh, Burgerlicious. <laughs> no, not Burgerlicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even when she's in the tower and she's like, this is the, this is the inner circle. and the <laughs> It's like she yeah. really adds more to being a trainer than I think is required, but I love it because it actually makes it more fun. Totally. I don't know if she's watched the traders before, but she certainly feels like she's joined the Illuminati. Yeah. And that is the the thing she's most excited about. I think what I like about what I like and what I'm worried for with Phaedra is zero Fs are given. Yeah about her role outside of kind of the drama of it. So she has had basically no say (laughs) in any of the murders. To the point with the the murder that's our cliffhanger, she she literally has no say. We hear her say, look, I'll just let Parvati and Dan make the decision on this one. I'm not even going to bother going and giving my opinion. And they're kind of just left to work it out for themselves yeah. what, what would piss her off. Yes. That said, I think the fact that she's not doing the absolute most is positioning her as the most undetectable yes. traitor so far. Oh, it, the, the, the least, the less treacherous activities she even does, the more likely she is going to stay as a traitor. Like, it's, it's so funny because I, have we ever had somebody who's just straight up like an anti-traitor traitor? Like she's actually not partaking in being a traitor, yet is assigned the role of traitor. It's it's when I when when she was like, oh, I'm not gonna meet up with them. I'm trying to pretend I don't know them. I was like, sure. 
<laughs> I love her. I love her. Maybe she just like secretly hates Dan and is like, mm, the less time I can spend with him, the better. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's why I do love her is that she's, she's just consistent. Like, I don't know. I hate, I hate, incon- uh-huh. I guess it's just one of those things. It's just like inconsistent personalities. That means you're a traitor. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, she's, I don't know. She's just very enjoyable to watch. I'm definitely gay for Phaedra. Yes. All right, let's talk about Dan Giesling. So I have not watched his Big Brother seasons. I know very little about him outside of the fact Dan's funeral was apparently like the biggest thing to ever happen to Big Brother. Um, I've heard endlessly how marvellous he is on Twitter for years and years and years. So Big Brother Twitter, please don't cancel me. I love you. And Dan is very sexy, so there is that. I think he's doing a pretty shocking job (laughs) of being a traitor at the moment. I think everyone's scared to say it, but that's the truth. Because what I've noticed, because what I've gathered from what Dan was like on Big Brother, at least the first time, was that he was very... And the the first time was when he won, and the second time he was a runner-up. And so... From what I gathered was that the first time he got away with a lot because he was very low key. And so, and I was thinking about this sort of Kevin, Martin and Dan analogy where they are winners of Big Brother, but Big Brother is such a long game. It's a long game with a lot of downtime. And this idea of being able to bide your time in the traders doesn't exist. You've explained it to me five billion times. Like, it does not work. Totally. And I also think that as, you know, Dan is known as this strategic mastermind and making really solid strategic moves. Um, Puya assured me there is no way he would have gone on the traitors without doing his homework. He will have absolutely watched the other seasons. Um, That said... If you are a traitor in the traitors, there's not a lot of strategy to it. You murder people who don't, you know, aren't snowed by you. Um, And the number one most important thing is that everybody absolutely adores you. As a traitor, it is a purely social game. As a faithful, totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a traitor, it's purely social um and you know someone like Sari who just has this incredible charisma that oozes off her was able to be a little bit more low-key and laid back because people adored her Dan has not been able to pull that off and if he has done his homework he should have seen that one of the number one reasons people go out early in every single season is that they're too quiet, they're not adding anything to the table, and that either makes them a traitor or it makes them an unhelpful faith. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's sort of the argument that we're sort of between between the last few seasons that we sort of watched is everybody's really honing in on the unhelpful, faithful sort of idea, and in the same way that all these shows are now adjusting the shields and all that sort of thing. It's also, I think the, this is how the meta evolves. The meta is evolving. Now we're actually seeing it change over time. And I think more people are willing to acknowledge that if you're not doing anything, what's the point you're and half the time, like 
people do sort of throw stray votes and they do their, have their own strategies and stuff like that. So if you're not only an unhelpful faithful and you're throwing out stray votes and doing your own thing, then I'm sorry. So yeah, so it's just, unfortunately, Dan probably, well, they actually filmed this quite recently. So it's not like Dan wouldn't have had more of a sample size of experiences for him to have witnessed. But I feel like, especially he's come in as a winner and a two-time player of Big Brother who has done well both times. Unfortunately, he the preconceived idea is that he's strategic, he knows how to win, and he knows how, how to do well. He can't be nothing. And in, and in his defence, when we look at the winners, without spoiling, when we look at the winners of... Um, the traitors english speaking versions who were traitors they were quieter people yeah. you know um sari i think it's fine for us to spoil the usa sari didn't really put her neck out there until she needed to yeah. but i would say in other instances it, they weren't in the same boat they weren't say a day one traitor um he won't have seen the ones that were filmed around the same time so I, I, I like give I'll give him that space, um, and I wonder if there's going to be, as you were saying, with the change to the meta and the targeting the useless faithfuls, if th there's going to become more and more of an incentive for the louder, both the louder players, big personalities, mm -hmm. and the more strategic and outspoken players. Yep to be targeting the quiet ones yeah. because I was asked constantly after my exit in interviews, you know, do you think that the traitors is doomed in that the boring people are always going to get to the end? Yeah. And I thought, well, no, because they're always going to cast lots of loud, interesting people. And at some point those people are going to band together and say, you know what? Then if there's no boring people left because we banished them all first, yeah then um <laughs> yeah. then we'll at least have some personality left yes. so uh, i think he's coming in at the wrong time with this strategy what what i want to move on to to talk about now is his first murder decision which they make alongside who they choose to recruit mm -hmm. because this is where i think dan has also made some dodgy decisions yes. dan basically has free reign of traitor's tower yep. Phaedra is willing to do whatever he wants. Yep. Um, all of so when they are choosing, we get to cho they get to choose their um, who the third traitor is going to be. First of all, Phil, what do you think about this twist? Uh, yes, I do love it. Uh, I like who they picked. Um, it's iconic that uh, Parv and Dan are the two are two of the traitors this time. Um. I thought it was a good choice. Also, at that point, Parv had already had some suspicion thrown on her, like, immediately by Larsa, which I thought was ridiculous. I was like, you're supersonic hearing. Superhero over here. Um, but, so I liked that. But in saying that, yeah, I, uh, because I don't particularly think, and maybe, and yes, Big Brother people, fans can sort of correct me, but I just don't think, I don't think Dan was particularly known for being like a steamrolly type leader strategic force. I think he was very like under the radar, uh, not under the radar, but like not 
I don't know how to just know yeah, okay. you know what I'm just he wasn't he wasn't a bossy bitch. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know what? Same with uh Parv and Sandra, you know, out of people that we know won things. I don't know what bananas was like when he was winning oh. five hundred seasons of the challenge. So I do. Um I am all across um bananas. Yeah. So um let's just go let's stay on the traitor selection yeah. for a moment. Yeah. I really love this as a twist. Certainly as a once off. I'm nervous to see how this plays out if we get it, say, a third time. Yes. Just because if you, there's an incentive to pick traitors of your own gender. Yes. And um, I don't think it's controversial to say that mm, mm, straight white men are often going to be a little bit more pushy in this situation. Yeah. So I just worry that we end up, if this sticks around, starting to see more traitors who are straight white men. I mean, we did, we haven't had that happen, mm. but um, I'm, it, it does just concern me. Um, so that, so the, speaking to that, I think it was suboptimal of Dan to choose a woman mm. to be the third traitor. Yeah. We're already starting to see that people are looking around and convinced a man must have done those murders, which we'll get to. But they're choosing between Parvati, Larsa, Sandra, or Janelle. Phaedra has a crush on CT and would quite like him. She would quite like Larsa, but we don't really care what Phaedra thinks. <laughs> um, Dan knows he's already got Janelle in his pocket, yeah. and if it comes down to Parvati or Sandra, he wants Parvati. Yeah. Um, I thought... That was a good decision because, as you say, she's already copping some heat. But it's not heat that's going to take heat off Dan. No. I actually think somebody like CT oh, or Bananas oh, yeah. would have been a better choice. Yes. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, yeah, now that you explained it in that sense. Yeah, totally. It Basically, he needs... Because the thing is, and I, maybe he just doesn't... Maybe he just wasn't thinking about it in the moment because he didn't realise how non-entity like Phaedra was going to be. But, yeah, basically, he needed a good shield. And so, yeah, getting rid of... Basic, I would always think if this opportunity of being a trader and then you're having to recruit, what, yeah, you would most likely want to pick somebody who's more so your equivalent. Because then you have somebody who fulfills the same criteria that you would as a suspicious trader or in terms of... You're a strategic threat. You've won. You're physical. You're this, that, the other thing. And then let's say the other person does get uh, banished. Then that completely almost nullifies all those sort of requirements from you. Because now they're like, well, we've yes. already fulfilled the the fit, the fit winner, whatever, been on the show 15 times, you know, all this strategic threat, all that sort of thing. Then they're going to start thinking, maybe it is a woman who's lower key or, you know, could be somebody who has not won or one of these dating show boys or anything like that. So, yeah, bad, bad. And, and, and I, yeah, and actually I take back what I said before. I think knowing Bananas, Bananas is a really big personality. He is, He will aggressively push his agenda. Yeah. Um, and he does phenomenally well in these games. Yep. He has got to the finals of pretty much every game he's played recently, including House of Villains. He's he's strategic. He's good at controlling the social dynamic. Mm -hmm. 
he is incredibly thick. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I saw a clip where they had a trivia game in the challenge and they asked him, what's the most commonly spoken language in Australia? Actually, Philly, he said Dutch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's not a smart man, but he is socially intelligent. Yes. And I thought he was a really good first murder choice. Because a bit like Sandra, if he got his hooks into people, he could easily control the manor. Mm-hmm. Now you've kind of mentioned those people. I, I I think one of the himbos would have been a good choice for Dan. Uh, a Bergie or a Kevin. Someone who could have been pushed around by Dan, but would have taken the heat off. So as soon as they are axed, the house starts looking for a woman. Yeah, I feel like Kevin would have probably been the better choice, given he has absolutely no idea what show he's on. <laughs> oh my god Kevin. have you seen him on bling empire i did watch a few episodes of maybe the second season so i know his deal but this person that's on this show is like almost complete void of anything <laughs> yeah i mean that's him on i mean him on bling empire too he is hot not smart <laughs> Um, his main defining personality trait is being really into anal sex. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Are we gay for him? I'm not sure. Um, top. He's a top. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I do enjoy his like, oh my God, his himbo alliance with Bergie. Yeah. Where it's like the blind leading the blind. They've kind of got the concept of what strategy should be. Yep. Bergie suggests that him and Kevin should pretend they have a conflict to keep themselves safe from murder. It's Peter. Oh, it's Peter. Sorry. The blonde himbos start to yeah, blend in. Yeah, I know. So Peter, so Peter was the bachelor. Oh. Bergie, where he was a contestant and then became the bachelor. And Bergie is Love Island. Okay, Do you, had you seen those seasons? Can you give me the 101 on Peter and Bergie? All I, all I know is that, yeah, Peter was on another season of The Bachelor and he made it, I meant Bachelor, Bachelorette, and made it pretty far. I think he's a pilot. I'm not quite sure. I, I saw every now and again, I'll get those Bachelor, Bachelorette sort of Instagram profiles constantly coming up in my feed and they have all these stats and all this sort of stuff. I can't tell if he's like a beloved bachelor or not, but uh, he cl- they clearly loved him enough to make him the bachelor after being on. Bergie, I have absolutely yeah. zero concept of. Um, if anything, I'm kind of surprised he would... Well, I know, never mind. Scrap what I was about to say. I am... I am. I'm. He's perfect casting for Love Island. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised Ber- Ber- he's on. So Bergie's, <laughs> Bergie's the one who's saying that he wants to um, come out here and redeem himself and show that he's not a total yeah. pushover. And the funny thing is, I was looking up the ages of the cast. Him and um, Ekansu... E- e- are the only people yeah. in their 20s. Everybody else is basically uh-huh. all in their 40s. He's 23. He's like real baby, baby, baby compared to basically the entirety of this cast. Everybody else is like in their 40s. Wow. Interesting. Um, okay. So Peter, Kevin, they're the main himbo yes. duo. I have enjoyed Bergie's story arc though. Um, bless Bergie in the first mission where he's like, I thought it was hilarious. You could tell they're all celebrities yeah. because there was no cooperation. Everyone wants to be the star. Yeah. And they just leave him tied yeah. to the stake. Oh, I know. And that's when I realised he's like, oh, he is baby. 
Like, he oh. really is the baby of the ball. The rest of them have the, yeah, 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 move it on. He's like, ah, help me. Um, yeah, that was really cute. Can you please, can you try, uh, I actually don't understand the Peter and Kevin um, scenario. What was, what's the point of that? Okay. So this was something that actually Luke suggested Payton and Elias do in our season, but neither of them were keen. So the idea here is that you pretend to have conflict um, and that you think each other are traitors and you go after each other. And as a result of that, the traitors think, well, there's no point in murdering them because they're completely wrong. They think the other one's the traitor. They're never going to vote for us because they're always going to be voting for each other. Now, this does have some downsides. First of all, people might be anyone but me and jump on the bandwagon and think, sure, yeah, we don't give a F about Kevin. We'll team up with you, Peter, and we'll all just banish Kevin. What's Kevin really delivering? And the second downside, which is the one I think we're going to see from these two, is if you don't pull it off successfully and no one buys it, you end up looking way more sus. So everyone is basically without any pre, they don't even pretend to fight at the round table. They don't fight with each other during a mission or in the house. They just randomly vote for each other and be like, well, I think you're really sus and a, and a traitor. And everyone around the round table is just like, mate, what the, where the hell did this come yeah. from? Well, do you know what? They, Peter got pretty lucky that Parv also voted for Kevin. Because then that's, yes. that's, that's like the... Go- but do you know what that means? Guess what, Kevin? You're, you are actually going to be <laughs> voted out because Parv is already pre-setting you up to go home and Peter's trying to just create a conflict with you in order to sort of survive. It's interesting. I'm excited to see how it pans out. Also only because I just feel like Kevin won't actually understand what's happening to him once he gets voted out. No, no. He'll be like, but this was made up. (laughs) I don't think either of them, and I say this with love, have the strategic chops to pull this off. No. I, I love that they're trying um, but when it comes to the himbos versus housewives, I think the housewives <laughs> have got the edge. Yes, yes, the yes. The new, new next season of anything can be himbos v housewives. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little bit of other drama, like just rewinding back to traitors' selection mm-hmm. when Dan and Phaedra get picked. Mm-hmm. We do see a couple of fights come out of this. And probably the campest one is the, well, actually, to be honest, they're both pretty camp. Yeah. But the John and his fake <laughs> asthma. <laughs> I do love, which John is just such a random person there. <laughs> I'm like, order. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> even when the, even when, who was he arguing with? Was it Larsa? Yeah, so uh, both whoever. Larsa and Trishel believe that he's it's it's Trishel who calls him out first, and then I think it's Larsa who is she the one or Sh- maybe it's Cherie actually. It's one of the blondes decide to pretend they're having an asthma attack during one of the oh, missions, Tamra. so that they can. Okay, there you go. So Tamra completely forgot she was even on the show, <laughs> um, and call out the fact he doesn't even have an inhaler. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, 
It's just like an old person just being like, oh yeah, back in the day, I, I used to have asthma, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, do you have asthma now? No, no, no. Like, I just have breathing <laughs> problems now. <laughs> like, girly pops. I'm like 80 and I'm basically dying. Cut me since <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, literally. Um, so yeah, so that, that was pretty funny. Um, actually, now I realise the two sort of uh, conflicts at the uh, round table after Trader Selection were... Uh, to do with sensory sounds, you know, what could I hear? What could I hear? I, I, I have a weird love hate sort of relationship with Larsa. It probably started off with hate with the my supersonic hearing is picking up on Alan's jacket, uh, flouncing near poverty. That's I was so like, funny. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was ri- and like means nothing because. Like, spoiler alert, people, he's going to do a million laps. He's going to do fake outs and pretend to touch a whole bunch of people. Like, he's not going to lift his jacket once for the one person he touches. Yeah, literally. Yeah, because the funny thing is, she's like, I could hear anything. So why didn't you hear him do it like five times or whatever? You know, you only heard him do it one time. There's only one trader. Okay, and it's Pav. Great. I love that. Yeah, so that that was a big miss. Um, But... You know, we this first mission, a little bit of drama. Yeah, Bergie stays tied to the pole. Everyone's a little bit useless except for CT and Bananas, the challenge guys. What about Janelle? Mm-hmm. So Janelle is a bit of a um, villainous character this week. Mm-hmm. We see her uh, escape from being tied up first and run straight for the shield. In episode three, she has this kind of... Uh, more serious conflict with Ek and Sue where she actually like elbows her out the, the way to snatch the shield and then lies about it. What have, Are you familiar with Janelle? Um, well, I did watch All Stars when uh, the, that was the season that went on when we were in lockdown of Big Brother, but she didn't last. Sorry, spoilers for this three-year-old Big Brother season, but she didn't last that long. But she had been this. That was the fourth time. I'm pretty sure she'd been on Big Brother. Um, but I'd seen some compilations of her, and I feel like this is very consistent with what she's like, anyway. You know, yes. she's she's a. She, I think she has the record for the most challenge wins. She's like a very physically competitive person. Um, she she ha- does have strategic chops. She does know how to play that social game. Obviously, she's older than she was what like 15 years ago or whatever her first season was. 19 years ago uh but in saying that i think this is all very it's just really interesting because she's she this is all conflicts with people who aren't strategic tv show people like ikansu is not bouldering over somebody in love island to fight over well maybe i don't know maybe they could have had a little weird you know and ikansu's one ikansu won love island i'm pretty sure as well I that said, I don't know how well the strategic reality people are going to do because I think they're going to be targets for murder and banishment. Yeah. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Janelle has picked up on Dan. I get the impression they're very close. They were on the same seat. Well, on one of her, the seasons they shared. Yeah, and so he will protect her from murder. He's not going to let her get murdered. Um, we see her come up as a name, I think, at the second murder. Um, and I just knew that was never going to happen. Dan will shut that down. Mm. But Dan's probably going to be the first traitor to go. Yeah. I think that the housewives, 
seem like the most unified block. Yeah. Um, Sandra and Parvati are not on the same page. Um, CT's already lost bananas. I think of the strategic reality TV people, I, I can't see a lot of them going super far in the game. And I think with Phaedra in Traitor's Tower and a really united front from the Housewives, and there's a lot of them, yeah, I think that they're going to dominate this game. Yeah, and they're and the housewives sort of coalition. Well, I say coalition because they're basically they're going to absorb the Ekansu, Trishel. Um, who else is there? Um, basically, so, all the girl girls, really. Uh, yeah, MJ's not from Housewives. She's from oh, yeah, she, um, Shars. Shars. Yep. Shars, but I think she she is one of the yeah, housewives. She's she seems as well. to be part of that line. Yeah, yeah. So the housewife coalition. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Sandra doesn't quite fit in with that archetype. Um, Parv doesn't actually. Parv doesn't really either. No, Janelle could, but Janelle's too. She's. I don't think she will. I, yeah, I think she's too much of a gamer, and I think once Dan's gone. Oh, Parvati's not keeping Janelle around. Oh, and they're getting an addition as well, who probably also yes. will join the coalition. So, yeah, I yes. think I think this might be rich. Really, I think this will end up being Himbo's versus Housewives. I think it could be Himbo's versus Housewives. Um, let's touch. Let's talk about that. Um, so we we have seen some teasers, and we know that I that we're going to have a special um, intruder in the form of Kate Chastain from Below Deck, and she was on season one of The Traitors. We're also going to get a Dr. Will. Yeah, like, as just a cameo? Yeah, I'm confused. Like, um, What a waste. (laughs) How is this going to work? So it sounds like Kate is going to be Alan's player. So does that mean that she's coming in to stir the pot and she she's gonna have her own secret mission and not really be there yeah probably or or she's meant to be the mole so let's um we okay i can't believe we've actually got this far without talking about it the the biggest peppermint yeah the biggest peppermint yes the big the the seriously if if i just based what happened on these three episodes off what i saw on social media I would have just assumed this was the only thing that had happened on the th- all three episodes, you know? Parv, got oh. rec- Parv was a traitor and that Peppermint uh, was absolutely robbed. I mean, honestly, cancel Trishel. Yeah. This was an abs... This was homophobia at its finest. Transphobia. Billy. Yes. Super... I just... Ugh, this gave me the ick. And the fact that this all happened because Peppermint didn't find Trishel's joke funny. Like, honestly, give me a break. Uh, I, do you know what? If you're on the traders and you make the stupid, Oh, you a traitor? You don't murder me. And somebody reacts to it funny. You should be voted out. Like, get over it. Like, you're the one who's making this... This most overused, most like... Oh, I'm, I'm just joking. Sorry, I, for... I know it's just audio, but I was winking. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, we see it time and time again. It's just like, who? Like, get over it. And do you know what the most annoying thing about it was? Was that when Trishel repeated the story about 15 different times throughout the episode, she was like, yeah, and then I told Peppermint and her face just completely dropped. And then when they sort of did the cut back to it, Pep was so obviously going, like, gagged, bunny, like, ah! 
like, ah, yeah. And then, but Trisha was like, oh, she just like stead silent, put no face and blah. It's like, get over it. Like, you're lying. Like, and Trisha was a challenge real world person, right? Yes. So like, my favorite thing, but do you know what my favorite thing, and this is, a, this is an outside of the game thing, is that clearly the Drag Race fans have absolutely eviscerated Trishelle online because all these reality stars don't understand that this multi-Emmy award winning t- reality TV show has the most rabid fan base and that they are going to absolutely, Peppermint's a beloved Rue girl, like it's uh, apology to a uh, sending links of a uh, GoFundMe, sending, oh, look, I screenshot, I sent a screenshot saying apologies. Like, it's like, wow, you fully, I feel like it's happened before as well, but like, you fully over underestimated the impact of what you were just about to do because you just thought this was just some rando that you can sort of just kick out, you know? Do not mess with the queers yeah. is all I have to say. And Trishel, you chose violence. I was so excited to get to know Peppermint. Yeah. I'm not a drag race watcher. So, you know, we finally had some trans representation on the traders and bloody Trishel and Deontay had to go and stick their nose in it and ruin it for everybody. Yeah, like so annoying. But, but do you know what? I was thinking about it afterwards because... I can't remember what other example I was sort of thinking of, uh, but it happens so many times on reality TV shows. If you're a first eliminated contestant and they are still talking about the impact of your elimination in the next episode or the production are leaving in references to it, then clearly both production and the contestants have realised what a mistake it was. If they are just like, yep, see ya, whoever you are, and they never mention it ever again, then unfortunately your impact isn't felt. Uh, but as soon as there's some sort of mention and long-standing impact, then you know that they everybody realises what sort of big mistake they've made. And so, yeah, so while it sucks that Pep was gone, I do appreciate that everybody really regretted it almost. I mean, I probably do, it probably helped that she was like, hey, I came here for representation and you guys yes. just fucked it all over. So, yeah. Yeah, congratulations on voting out the black trans woman first, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Because she because you told her that you were gonna she was gonna murder you. Like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell wrong with you? Uh, uh, okay. So that night they get to do their second murder. Um and they're tossing it up. So um Dan throws out Marcus because Marcus has just been voted the person whose opinion they value the most. Mm-hmm. Parv throws out Deontay because he is such an influential vote or voice, I should say, at the round tables. Um, and we do see Deontay kind of push the second banishment as well. So she wasn't wrong there. Um, she also thinks that he's going to be good at getting the shield. Phaedra suggests Janelle. We know that's never going to happen. <laughs> and Dan gets his way and he breaks up the couple of Marcus and Larsa by murdering Marcus. Marcus. What did you think about this decision? I think that it was smart. Well, because did they make the point, <laughs> and this could be me confusing the two seasons that are running alongside, but did they say something along the lines of he hasn't quite gotten 
far enough with everybody to sort of really push. I actually feel like I'm confusing the UK one with this. But yeah, either I way, this, remember this conversation. Yeah, the sentiment is there. Basically, good decision. He's a smart person. Breaking up a duo. Though, unfortunately for Dan, the other one he left behind in Larsa is onto him. So, hey. Totally. But then in saying that, if Dan is being super obvious, then anybody could have really picked up on that. But Larsa's got the, she's got the um, binoculars. She's got the magnifying glass out. She's on it now. Uh, so, yeah. I think the problem for Dan, because, you know, on paper, it's a good idea to get rid of one of the more strategic and intelligent men. The problem for Dan is there weren't a lot of them Others, cast on yeah. this season. There are a lot of himbos. I mean, we've got Bergie, Kevin and Peter, who've got about two brain cells to share between the three of them. Um, CT, who's got muscles, yep. but again, like, and, and has two decades of experience playing strategic yep. games, um, but not, you know, he's not at Dan's level. John. And now we see another quite vocal man in Max who ends up getting banished yep. next like Dan has not got a lot of people he can fob the heat off onto and they're going to have to murder a lot of women moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what, who's left John? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and unfortunately yeah, the next smartest person after Dan at this point, what is Deontay? Like you're, yeah. And the thing is like, as we saw, Deontay had really good convi- conviction and really convinced them and, He's fallen apart. Like, he, 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 Dan, unfortunately, has now actually put himself in a corner where he's eliminated all yeah. the men that are, and, could have been his equivalents. And, and that's why I could kind of understand what Janelle, I think Janelle was getting at when she said, I think only a man would have, mar- would have murdered Marcus and Bananas first. Because if they are the kind of person that you would be quite threatened by if you were a man yeah you know um i don't think like bananas is very flirty he likes to play a game with other women i do think that they are the kind of people who if you were a dan type you would perceive that kind of person as more threatening than the housewives even though the housewives are a bigger block and it was probably a better idea to murder one of them now the more and more we talk about it the housewives block is humongous (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I think he, even though I can see that Bananas would have done a great job at rallying the troops and he could have been, a, I think Dan needed to keep him in as a shield. Yeah, I feel like they, what, now thinking about it, what they should, yeah, they should have started getting rid of the charades, the Tamara, like basically all the housewives, yes. as much as Phaedra is a part of it as well. Get rid of Ikansu, like get rid of um, Trishel, you know, just get rid of, the the next rung down versions of these people, but yeah, no. Also, uh, going back to the peppermint thing, because you're mentioning the uh, Marcus was the com- the most convincing and stuff like that. It's absolutely insane to me. Not only did was peppermint voted the most popular person, that they all thought ro- they all voted wrong first and had to go back, and then it was still peppermint, and then they still voted out peppermint. I actually have absolutely no idea what the deal is with that, but were they all secretly fans of her and they just didn't want to admit it? Like, that was bizarre. Weird. Weird. And, I mean, I 
I get that Peppermint put her foot in it once she got flustered and made that slight slip up, and loads of people do. But, I mean, you know, I... I had one on my season that could have got someone banished first. And as I pointed out, I was like, it doesn't really mean anything. No. Um, People. You get all these terms mixed up anyway. It's like banishment, murder. It's like all the same traitor, faithful, uh, contestant, (laughs) challenge, mission, who, whatever, you know. So, so it's kind of speaking about this housewives heat on Dan. We go into the last banishment of the week. Um, and the housewives, they're they're coming for Dan. Their eyes are on him. He's too quiet. Um, Deontay is laser focused on Max, who's apparently had a huge personality transformation. Uh, this was just anti-Eastern Europeanism to me. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> so he's hostile and a little bit jerky. Uh, Deal with it. He's, he's a da- <laughs> it's like what? So he's like dances out of the room. You do realize he's a professional dancer. You know? like, Literally. Uh, like I... The himbos are voting for each other. <laughs> Bergie is tied at Sandra's hip and just wants to do whatever like, she's Love. doing. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then they're trying, and then Max tries to get the heat off him by pointing out the Janelle and Ekin Sue of it all, which again, what are you doing, buddy? So, um, yeah, look, that was a hot mess for everybody involved, but we have this twist, the, tr- the poisoned chalice twist. Yes. So Dan and Parvati, not Phaedra, Phaedra doesn't want to borrow it, <laughs> have to hand off a poisoned chalice to somebody they want to murder. Dan wants it to be a woman. Totally correct. He's running out of men at this point. Not MJ because she's it's she's too obviously coming at, at Dan. Uh, they'd love to murder Sheree, but she's a friend of, of Phaedra. And even though Phaedra's not in the room or having anything to do with it, they know that she'll definitely stab them in the sleep. So it's really between... Um, they're thinking maybe also John. Parvati's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. It's not that easy to hand off a dirty glass of wine to someone, Bill. I would be, because I was thinking about how I would have to play it. Because we've, because, sorry, spoilers, something similar is happening in the UK one, obviously. So we're seeing two of the same scenario playing out yes. right next to each other. I, If I was a trader and I had to do it, I don't drink. So basically... I could be doing something like a, somebody pours a drink and be like, "Oh, can you, can you taste this?" Like, I, can, I, I don't, I don't drink. Do you, what does this taste like? Just tell me, or something like that. But I feel like you could only really get away with a real casual form of uh, doing this if you actually have these relationships with people. And unfortunately, I feel like Pav still quite isn't as bonded with a lot of these people, and so her finding a natural way to just be like hey, you should do it, would just come across so, especially amongst all these housewives. They're going to re- they're going to be like, poverty, what? She just wanted me to drink and like, how suspicious. She's trying to get me drunk so sus, she's probably trying to roofie me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, I, I think you've got to, like, especially if drinks are limited and everyone's fighting over them, just put the chalice in with the rest of the bar drinks where people can choose from themselves. And if there's someone in particular you really don't want to get murdered, drag them then into another room and honestly just see who it hits. Yeah, I I was thinking that as well. It's like just maybe formulate a scenario where there's all the people you want to murder in a room 
and you're, you're, all the traders are in there too. And guess what? You're doing your darndest to make sure that that person is, or, or, or just bartend. I think you've got to give up control. Just, or just, just give bartend. up control. Yeah. Give up control. You can't choose who takes it, but just remove from the, if there's one person you really don't want to get murdered, drag them into another room. Yeah. And hope for the best. Yeah. I, 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 I understand the drama of it because the traders do want to specifically get rid of people. But yes. hey, the randomness this early on, still great. Like yes. what relationships do you have that you're preserving? So, okay. It, she tries room number one, but she's not going to be able to get the housewives to sip on a dirty cup. Fair call. Um, so we leave on a cliffhanger. The only people in the room that Parvati could have decided she's going to fob this poison chalice off on are Ekin Sue, Trishel, Bergie, or Peter, and Peter has a shield. Yep. Which they all know about. Yep. So who do we think it's going to be? Trishel? Yeah, I... See, you'd think it wouldn't be Bergie because Dan really wants it to be a woman. I can see her going for Ek and Sue in yeah. the hopes that that's going to pin more heat on Janelle. True, yes. Um, and then, or if she's feeling kind of loyal to, is Trishel, yeah, Trishel sus on Dan. So if, if Parv is feeling unnecessarily loyal to Dan, maybe she's going to target Trishel. She did say she, she had found someone who she thought would drink from a dirty cup. And honestly, that is giving the real world Trishel to me. Yeah. Oh, I feel like just personality wise, Parv would be able to successfully be like, Hey, Trishel, do you want to have this drink to someone yeah. like her? Cause she'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> As opposed to yeah. some of the others will be like, this is weird that you're doing this Parv. Because also I, uh, I could imagine like, uh, Trishel and Parv sort of, uh, time period, uh, um, contemporaries. I think so. Like yeah. they're of the same era of reality. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Um, that said, I think the Ekansu Janelle drama of it all, I'd love to see her yeah. as the one who's murdered, even though I have enjoyed Ekansu. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I, I was like, wow, what a weird confessional that they let her have uh, about the conspiracy theories and aliens. But maybe, I love maybe that. that's her. Maybe that was just to be like, you know, she's just a different kind of girl, and now she's getting. She's murdered. kooky. Yeah, she's kooky. She's not like other girls. No. She's into aliens. She's into aliens. She's into conspiracy theories. How, how crazy! Uh yeah. So it could be either of those two. It's just so interesting because they left it at a real vague uh, cliffhanger. They it really was, did. It was just like, oh, then she picked up the cup, and then who she wore. I, I I also want to say because she cheered, she was like, "Do I put it next to MJ?" I am kind of gay for MJ. Yeah, I'd like to see more of MJ. I feel like she's been too under the radar for me to say that I'm I'm joining gays for MJ. I was gonna ask you, all right, on a parting note, who, what fan clubs are we starting? Yep. Obviously, gays for Phaedra. Yep. Um, she's number one. Yep. I want to throw out. Gays for Bergie. Yeah. Bergalicious. I think in between his, like, I love a little simpy 
baby girl who's like, oh, I want to prove that I'm a big boy yeah. and him having his little power moment in the grave digging challenge and now he's probably going to get murdered by the Black Widow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Ber- Bergie's baby girl for me. I feel like as we're going to be discovering from every time I recap a new season of Traders, my favourite always seems to be these like... Boys in these uh, boys who have zero interest in playing the show. Um, We love it. Yeah, so no, unfortunately, I I curse someone on the UK, but obviously, I loved Mickey in Canada. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm gay for Bergie as well. Um, Obviously, Sandra and Parv. Obviously, I love Sandra. Um, Yes. She's a fellow AU survivor as well, (laughs) which I keep forgetting. Um, and, uh, I want to like Dan and Janelle, but I need to see more from them. Um, I feel like I will grow to like the housewives as well, but I need them to do at least one thing. Like if they can really drive I feel like I will fully be on team, uh, gays for Lassa if she can actually get Dan out. Yes, totally. Then I'm- I want, I want to see the housewives dominate yes, this uh, season please that's why I think they that added be more because last yeah. time wasn't their only one they i think they just went out quite early um it was just brandy yes, right that was yeah i think just brandy i think that that'll be great um obviously we are forever first and foremost gays for peppermint yes um and we're flying the flag at half mast for the rest of the season yeah uh, is there even any other queer people i'm not sure I don't know. Um, I don't know. That we'll would have to be. do some dicking. Oh, no, poverty. Oh, poverty. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. But then how long had Parv... Well, hey, we don't want to... I don't want to speculate on how uh, how long Parv has been out herself to herself, but um, that was a very recent revelation. Yes, we can be for- forgiven for forgetting. All right. Well, Chili Philly, what else have you got going on? Where can people find you? Um. So, so today which is the same day as we're recording this, I recorded the Traders UK episodes four to six podcast with uh, our favourite uh, Mel B. And so that will probably be coming around the same time at the same time as you're listening to this. So guess what? You can listen to all all, all, all me all the time, I guess. Um, and, Reeves! <laughs> and yeah, you can follow me at Instagram at Chili Philly and on Twitter at the Chili Philly. And obviously you can follow us at Faves on the Brink on twitter and instagram which hey i'm trying to get better at doing posts we'll post some we'll post some things soon you are single-handedly slaying it because i have been useless and done nothing um yes people please can you subscribe babes on the brink leave us a five-star rating and review follow us on instagram babes on the brink twitter babes on the brink help people find us We're desperate and lonely and extremely gay for you. (laughs) How can we find you, though? Oh, but you can find me um, on Instagram at Twitter at Annabelle C-E. That's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-C-E. And also, I am currently covering The Traders UK as well over on reality TV wrap-ups with Puya. So as soon as you're finished listening to Babes on the Brink... Traders UK wrap up, which is obviously the number one. You can head over there and you can get the far inferior takes from me 
over on Rob Has a Podcast. Yeah, I don't know what the appropriate listen order for all these would be. Would it be listen to me and Mel, then us? Absolutely. Then Absolutely. you and well, Puya, you to... then Puya and Rob. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the correct, <laughs> the tra- correct weekly listen of not the same things one after the other, no. but same people. The very different takes, let me tell yes. you. Yes. All right, everyone, we love you so much and we can't wait to see who's murdered next. Yeah. Bye. Bye.